0: Well, amen. God bless you. Good morning. It's podcast day. I hope your morning is going great. I hope your week is off to a good start. Uh, Let's go into prayer and let's just ask God to help us today and give us some revelation, some insight. Lord, we just ask you now uh, for help. We ask you for the anointing on our ears to hear. We ask you the anointing to receive, to understand, to comprehend everything you have for us today. And I also ask today, Lord, that uh, I believe there's an urgency uh, from heaven that we understand and that we receive and comprehend the hour, the day, the time we are living in, and the urgency to draw near to God, to fill ourselves with fresh oil, to stay full, and also rescue souls from hell. So, help us today, Lord. I just ask you for help in Jesus' mighty name that we may know these things, the times, the hours, the season, and we may we pay attention to these, uh, the season that we're in. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, once again, Richard Summerlin here, uh, Richard Summerlin Ministries, New Way Church. Uh, I love you. Thank God for you. I want to get into the scripture we've been dealing with, end time. Anointings, the victory, anointing, end time attacks, the day, the age, the hour in which we're in, the the state of the the modern day church, uh, what we're battling against, uh, what's trying to press in or, or press against uh, you know God's word or the truth of God's word, how to decipher the God's word, how important it is that we have the Holy Spirit. So that's where we've kind of been. And I want to pick up today if you take your Bible, get your notebook ready. Into First Timothy four one. First Timothy four one, and I want to deal with the the spirits are the attack the believer Christianity. Now I'm not when I say Christianity I'm not talking about. You know we lump Christianity like, um, you know like there's Muslims there's Catholics there's it and, and you know all Christians are lumped into you know anti muslim no no i'm talking about the true christian born again not talking about the catholic that has an idea of jesus all that i'm talking about a, a confessed a believer that confesses jesus christ as their lord and savior a romans 10 9 and 10 believer that not only confession and believing but then a, a practicing believer meaning you're going in line with the Word of God. You're 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 going forward. Uh, you're either on your way to discipleship or you're a disciple, uh, an engaged believer. Maybe that's the best way to say it. But I want to talk to you today about the, the greatest attacks we're facing a, as believers today, and in, that, in the, that the God Church, uh, the household of faith. Uh, what we're facing, the greatest attack we're going to face and are facing until uh, the climax of the ages or until we are raptured uh, before the, you know, at the end of this age uh, and before the tribulation begins. So First Timothy 4.1 gives us a, a look into uh, the attacks and where we're presently at. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some shall depart from faith, All right? It's, there's a comma in this scripture, but put a period there and let's end that sentence and let, let's let's give gain the answer to that sense so we know that there's a, a latter time end days uh, the spirit the holy spirit speaking to us concerning this matter and the holy spirit has been speaking to us concerning this matter for over 2000 years preparing us for tomorrow and preparing us for the climax or the end of this age so now what is he pre- preparing us for he's saying uh, give heed Because those that are departing from faith are going to depart from faith for this reason or because of this, uh, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So let's just say uh, this end time uh, attack against the body of Christ, individually, corporately, is going to be a spirit, a a demonic spirit that is seductive. Now, when I talk about a seducing spirit, um, you know, I'm not talking about a perverted spirit, even though it, that also is another spirit that's going to try to, uh, you know, grab a hold of the body of Christ or come into the household of faith in, the, in, in this hour, in these end times, last days. However, I'm talking about just a seducing spirit that, that his only job or its only job, this spirit's only job, is to, to, to seduce you away from the truth, from God. Now seduction is a, a, a powerful uh, weapon. it's a power this is a powerful spirit. And this spirit's job is going is going to uh, deal with you, talk to you, communicate with you in, in such a way and paint a picture to you in such a way then the Bible even says that the very elect of God will be deceived. So this spirit, not only is going to be deceived, you know, barely saved, like a lot of people say, not me, not me. Well, not only barely saved are, are newbies, but it also says the very elect of God or, or a level of Christian that should know better is going to be deceived. Now, there's, can you say, well, is there a way to protect us? A hundred percent there is. Uh, a, a practicing, on fire, in love with God, uh, Bible, Holy Spirit-filled Christian It uh, you know is off limits to Satan. Now Satan will still try to attack you, but you know we're no match. He can't come into the same arena as that kind of Christian. We have great authority. We have been given God ability. We've been given power. Uh, We've been given exousia authority (Greek word authority), and then we've been given dunamis power, which is dynamic or 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 dynamite uh, power, supernatural power from on high. So so Satan uh you know is not even a topic for the believer that's engaged now, yeah, he can still attack you, yeah, you can still have little you know you know distractions however, uh we're out of his league as we stay close to God. The problem is a lot of believers are going to be sifted in this last hour last days, and i I'll give you some of my uh not number one or in order, but some of my top reasons why. Um, you know, people are, are going to be sifted, you know, why do they, or how do you allow yourself to be sifted, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, hold on to that scripture that we just were in and go to Psalms uh, chapter one. And let's look at this for a moment. Um, Psalms chapter one, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth uh, in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but he, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water uh, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. Now four, referring to the, the one in chapter, or verse one there, but chapter four, it says the ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff, Uh, which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now, let's look at this for a moment, and I'll take you to other scriptures in in the New Testament. But what we're talking about here is relationships. Um, Satan has deceived a lot of the body of Christ. And has perverted the scripture concerning love, concerning uh, who we pray for, who we surround ourselves with, where we go, where we don't go. And it's a false love or a hybrid, you know, love. And when I say hybrid, meaning it's not pure. It's not a God love. Uh, So if if one of the number ones, I got several number ones, which means I got one through five, but they're all, you know, top level uh, points there. I believe, right now, the biggest uh, battle the believer is facing is wrong relationships. And and I believe the reason why is because there's this hybrid type Christian, which uh, my spiritual uh, pastor and father, Dr. Barclay, refers to them as as a double agent. And the double agent Christian is an extremely dangerous Christian because uh, part of him you receive as a brother, as a sister. And the other part is worldly, so they got away into you by the first part. But once they're in, they have this other part, this double agent part, that they now come in and bring you know, deception, they bring lies, they bring heresy, they bring the world, they bring worldliness, and so on and so forth. So it's like the first part has the key, a doorway to you, and the second part brings corruption then a lot of us don't know how to deal with them because we've taken on this fake you know, love or this incorrect love to where we got to accept everybody, we got to love everybody, we got to tolerate everybody, we got to go to dinner with everybody, we can't offend anybody because that's the age we're living in. It's not the God age, it's, it's the God of this world. It's the demonic age of our world it is we can't correct anybody, we can't judge anybody, we got to accept everybody, uh, everybody's equal, so on and so forth. Well, that's not true. As a believer, the Bible says in Corinthians, God says this rather, come out from among them, be separate, touch not the unclean thing, and I will be your God. So come out from among them. Come out from among who? Come out from among the heathen. Come out from among the ungodly. Uh, come out. Now, that doesn't mean we dis- disregard them or we don't uh, want to reach them, uh, but there's some people who have made it very clear in your life that don't want to be reached, or that who already have denied God and denied the gospel truth. So at that point, they've made their decision that they're anti-God, they're against God, or they're not interested in God. And at that point, you have no business with them. But once again, we got this, oh, excuse me for the language, but this sissified uh, church, it's just, you know, pastors in position, who really aren't shepherds, poem, Greek word shepherd, but I don't even know what the Greek word is for a, a goat herder, but they're goat herders. And a goat herder, uh, he tries to collect goats for number's sake. And in, and in numbers, uh, incorrectly, they think that's the measurement of the kingdom of God. So they're having success in, in building a goat gathering, which that's not godly. It's not biblical. The uh, Bible talks about sheeps and goats, and the, the sheep are the high, high commodity of heaven. The goats are ungodly. So um, I'm not going to have a, a, a false, fake love. I'm not going to be uh, double-tongued and speak to you one way because I'm afraid to hurt your feelings. No, I, I've got to be very clear uh, to you, especially in this hour. And true men and women of God should be very clear. And our message should be delivered, wrapped in love. But it sh- still should bring clarity. Uh, and it should be simple. So uh, here we are. Uh, you'll, never, uh, you'll never go higher than your present friendship. You'll, not, you'll never rise above uh, those who you hang around. It's, it's just not going to happen. So if you're hanging around sinners, you're going to be bound now or you're going to be limited now to the level of Christianity or to discipleship uh, you can go. And I believe that's where the body of Christ is. And you even see in this sissy fight, I'm not trying to pick on people, but there's just a a weak, uh, powerless church, quote unquote, not a God ordained. This is self-man appointed, uh, man built, uh, man, you know, I don't, whatever, it's man, it's it's carnal. Uh, But my Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, they that build it, they labor in vain. So... If, you're, if you started a church in offense, if you started a church uh, as a vocation, if you started a church because you wanted to become popular, famous, you wanted to have control, uh, you started a church by yourself and God's not in it. Now you may have the biggest heart, the biggest of loves, uh, you know, a big the biggest lover you can be. But if God hasn't ordained, hasn't called you, and then ordained you, uh, that's empowered you with an anointing as a fivefold officer of the kingdom of God, uh, you are in error in that position. So my point now is, we have a lot of these churches, good intentions, good heart, uh, but not God appointed, God ordained. Uh, so they they cannot now carry. Uh, God's word in uh, such an authority that those who have been called, ordained, anointed, appointed by God do. It, it'd be like this. It'd be like me saying, I want to be a general in the Marine Corps, but I don't have, you know, the, the gifting. I don't have the training, but I'm just going to refer to myself and I'm going to start acting like a general. And I'm going to go start another division of a, a military and I'm going to be the general of my army. No, you're going to fall short. You, you'll be a type of, but you're not going to be the real thing. You're going to fall short because you have not gone through the proper uh, chains of authority to become, come on, are you still here, uh, general. So in the, with these churches now, because they're limited, they, they usually are led by emotion, and then they've mistaken the anointing for an emotion. Uh, so uh, we got to let everybody in our church. we got to let everybody lead. Uh, you know, okay, if they're homosexual, we got to accept them. If, if they're, uh, you know, living in a, an adulterous affair, we got to accept them. And the truth is, yes and no, we're not accepting their sin. Uh, we're throwing them a lifeline to pull them out of sin, but we're not going to stand by and let homosexuals in ministry. We're not going to stand by and let, a, a, you know, people in an adulterous affair in ministry. We're not going to let idolaters in ministry. We're not going to let drunks in ministry. We're not going to let, you know, drug addicts, run a ministry, and uh, in, in that's not judgment, that's not, not love, uh, that's the truth of God's Word. Uh, we can't, uh, in the hour that we're in, The things have, have become uh, uh, so sped up the, that uh, we can't, you know, tolerate any longer all this craziness in the body of Christ. We have work to do, you know, the, the Bible talks about in the days of Noah, Let me give you a few few scriptures here. Matthew 24, 37. And these are Jesus' warnings uh, to the body of Christ. It says, Matthew 24, 37. But as uh, the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. uh, Verse 38. For as in the days uh, that uh, were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage, until the day Noah entered into the ark. Now, you may say, I'm not drinking, I'm not, well, it, it, it wasn't being literal to what it says, but it was being literal till, to, to this meaning or this point that people had become so busy about their own life, about their own desires, about their own possessions, that they made no time for the truth. Well, we're living in that same hour. Not only is the world uh, denying or, or ignoring uh, the call of the gospel but now we have, you know, believers, real believers, not not we aren't not questioning whether they believe. No, they're real believers. There's fruit of, uh, of born again Christian, you know, Christianity in their life. However, uh, they're now setting down. They're now becoming cold because they have too much stuff. They have too much worldliness, too much worldly desires. So they they're now even they're now you know kind of like putting aside the hour in which we're at. They're, they're not even judging or, or they're not even uh, allowing us um, to biblically uh, present to them the season, the time, the hour in which we're standing right now. And I'm telling you right now, uh, we're not getting into a, a wooden ark ship, but there is an ark, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the, our way out. Come on, are you here say amen? Uh, he is our escape from this this horrible flood in a sense that's going to come on society when we're raptured out. Uh so <clears throat> that being the truth, uh, we're like you know last man getting on the ship and the door fixing to close. Like that's kind of how close I believe we are. You say whether like months whether it's months whether it's years whether it's decades. You know how fast a minute goes, how fast an hour, how fast a year uh, goes, how fast two years go. I mean, just look back on your life. Look at your age. You never thought, you know, things would go this fast. Well, it's even being sped up now, uh, I believe. <clears throat> but let's go a little further. Luke seventeen twenty six, And it was in the days of Noah, so shall be also in the days of the Son of Man, 27. They did eat, drink, married wives. They were given in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Uh, so... Uh, now, w- my point was is we don't have time to entertain and to jump through all the worldly hoops and we don't have time uh, for preachers who deny the truth and or self-appointed preachers and or uh, you know uh, double agent churches who have no backbone who stand nowhere because they can't point you into the truth. So back to my point, wrong relationships, I believe, are one of the greatest enemies of the church. Uh, You know, And then we also said, according to my spiritual father, the greatest enemy he believes as a church, and I believe too the same thing, is this double agent believer. Because the double agent believer, they look like us, they sound like us, they know our lingo, but they also are tainted uh, with sin, they're dirty. And when we allow them in because they know all the, the elements, quote unquote, of Christianity, where we just, we're so easy and loose as a Christian society that we just take everybody's word for. it, We don't look at, for fruit. We just let everybody in. And then when they come in, they come in with their filthiness or they come in with their dirty. Come on, are you here? And, and it begins to attract some people that it shouldn't attract. Oh, I think I'm preaching a lot better than what you're saying. Come on now, say amen. Remember, we started out in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times some that shall depart from faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, and doctrines of devils. I believe we have these these seducing spirits that are driving people, whether they're a hybrid, you know, Christian, which may not be a Christian at all. But you understand the intent when I say that, or whether they're a double agent, uh, so on and so forth. But back to your relationship, back to your, uh, you know, those who you are in fellowship with, in covenant with, in contact with. Um, you know, who are they? You know why are they so important to you? I'll answer that, but I'm just trying to thought get you to prov- you know, provoke you to thought. You know why are they so important to you? And I'll tell you why, because God intended. Hold on here. I'm going to get a sip of my water here. God intended that. Uh, well, let's go to husband and wife first. Husband and wife. God intended in the beginning a man and a woman uh, would fall in love. Uh, they would covenant in love and the way a man and woman, um, I don't want to get graphic on this, it's not graphic in a bad way, but when a man and a woman lie together, uh, they come into covenant uh, with each other and their souls tie within that covenant. And the Bible says that God is a 3 cord strand where he comes in and wraps those two together forever. Now, the problem with a husband and wife is if you have had several partners. Now, I know a lot of us did these things before the kingdom of God or before we received Jesus. But if you don't learn how to break these soul ties of Satan uh, with the scripture and verbally under authority, uh, you, you go into the next relationship, the next marriage, soul tied to everything prior to you. Let's look at a friendship. When you get into a friendship, uh, in a sense, you tie your souls. Remember, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body, so that soul part of you is when you do life together with somebody. That's your opinion, your opinions, your emotion, your volition, uh, you know, your attitude, all those things. Well, that person you become close to, you tie uh, your soul to, and they tie their soul to you. So if your soul tied to a bunch of ungodly people, my question is why? Like, why would you? Uh, put your Christianity up for bid. Why would you risk uh, uh, perverting or tainting something so precious that comes from heaven? You say, well, I want to have friends. Well, uh, at what cost? At, at possibly, uh, in latter times, some shall depart, uh, uh, possibly causing you, your departure from faith? You say, well, that never happened. Well, uh, okay, what about the other you know hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions of people that once were hot for God and we can't find anywhere anywhere uh, anymore you know what about uh, all the peoples that have people that have come through these church doors and i'm not talking about 10 20 30 i'm talking about tens of thousands of people in 15 years who have come through these let's just say thousands let's just say 10,000 all right that have come through the doors of this church who have called who have watched online uh, who have even been in ministry and got offended, uh, got angry, got mad, got their feelings hurt, whatever it is, and left, and now they're not serving God. They're not in another church. They resorted, they have resorted back to their old friends because they're old friends. Well, you didn't resort back to you never severed the soul tie you had with them in the beginning, so you never even gave God a real chance because... The entire time you were chasing God, that soul tie that's almost like a like a, a stretch cord, come on, a bungee cord, was pulling you back into your whole life the whole time. And it was a struggle, if you be honest with yourself. It was a struggle, and it was almost fraudulent uh, in, in your pursuit of God in the, from the beginning on because you didn't take time to sever that tie. You didn't take time to set boundaries, and you didn't take time to remove yourself from ungodly friendships. Come on now, I'm preaching about what you're saying. Now, a lot of you, I know what you're gonna to say to me. You're gonna say, well, we love our friends, we wanna win our friends, we don't want them to go to hell. Well, well, okay, Mr. Five-Year Tri-God Christian, why didn't you bring the friend with you to church during five years? Why didn't you bring him to the altar? Now, I, I know a lot of you think you can do that outside of church. Well, it's God's intent that, that, that the church be used in a certain capacity uh, and be respected and honored as a, at, at a certain level. Uh, so, for a lot of you that that think the church is a bad place, and if we like the church, it's religious. Uh, you two, you once again are incorrect. Uh, the church is a, a house, the house of God. Now, there's a lot of fake churches, a lot of house of real churches, but a lot of fakes too. And God's not there, and religion is the God of that house. But I'm talking about the real church where God resides. The Holy Spirit uh, operates within that church. It's sound doctrine, good teaching. The Holy Spirit brings, divides that word to the believers where they gain insight, information, or revelation. Uh, Why didn't you bring your friends? Why didn't you try to, why why wasn't their soul important then? Uh, Why is it only important when you have to go hang out with them? Come on, I'm preaching pretty good. I'd rather just me alone, uh, if it's me possibly missing heaven or hanging out with old friends or or being attached to the world at any level, I'd rather be a a man alone on a desert island uh, than possibly or even, you know, uh, yeah, possibly missing heaven or departing from the faith. So yeah, uh, friendships, man, wrong relationships rather, not friendships, wrong relationships could have an everlasting effect on your life. So you got to be careful. you got to start figuring out uh, who's who in your life. You say, well, well once again, back to the person who says, well, I want friends. Well, uh, uh, real God people aren't hanging around with people like you that refuse to get rid of your ungodly friends because you're still tainted by, come on, the, the smell, the filth of the world. Come on, and it's till you come out from among them, be separate people like me. Like I'm not going in into a filth, you know, relationship. I'm not going. I'm not getting around those kind of people. You say, well, you're heartless and you're ungod. No, I'm not. I'll help anybody. I'll point anybody to God. I'll introduce anybody to God. But that doesn't mean I'm I'm not going uh, stooping to a level that they're not willing to come out of and they want to suck me into. No, I don't need to be accepted that way. I know who I am. I know who I've become, but this is the hour in which we're living, and we have a lot against us right now, Christian believer. And you got to take some, you know, some steps up, and you got to draw some hard lines, and you got to set some boundaries, and you got to become who God has called you to be, and you got to make no bones about it. And Christianity is going to cost you everything in this world because Christianity is not worldly; it's heavenly, and you are going to have to step out of the world and you are going to have to step in the kingdom of God. Now, I am not talking about being weird and spooky. I'm talking about being biblical, being spirit-led, and I'm talking about allowing people to know who you are. All right, I'll give you another scripture. The Bible talks about uh, the the vine, uh, uh, you know, Jesus is the the vine, God is the vine keeper, and if you don't produce fruit in that vine, the vine dresser is going to come and remove you. So a Christian is not Christian by word alone. He's Christian by word and deed, or, or the Christian needs to be producing fruit. I'll get into that one as we go a little further in this uh, series. You need to produce fruit, and fruit that will last. So you can't just come in, uh, say a prayer, live your the same life you lived before you said that prayer, and think that you're doing something. No, my friend. No, you die. When you say yes to God, you trade your life for Jesus. When you come to the altar, or someone at a gas station grocery store on the street says, hey, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal Savior, and you say yes, uh, what really happens is you trade your life, your wretched, your your miserable life, in for uh, the glorified life of our Savior, Lord Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And you put on Christ, and you now no longer live your life without Christ, but you live a life in Christ. So that's not getting saved to get free from going to hell. No, you become a a Christian or Christ-like and you now start a pursuit of godliness. And in doing so, you got to leave worldliness. Uh, I hope I'm getting an amen or two out there today. Amen. So uh, I'm not, this isn't doom and gloom. It's not boring. It's not, uh, you know, I want to hurt you, want to aggravate you. It's not, I don't want you to have any friends. No, it's not those things. The, the bigger picture here is I want you to enter into the kingdom of God. When the day comes, the, the clouds part, then Jesus blows the trumpet of Zion. I want you to go into the clouds with me and make heaven. That's what I want. So it's not like I, I don't want you to have uh, the fun, but you just got to redefine fun. And fun is not being dirty or not living a filthy life. Well, uh, the, these times go quickly, and I hope I helped you a little bit today. And once again, we're start, we've started into this new series, you know, the, the end time uh, attacks. What are we overcoming? You know, uh, what do we got to watch out for? You know, what happens now that we're almost to this climax of the ages and we're going to continue on and I'm going to continue to help you. Let me pray. Lord, I pray now that there not be a, a worldly or carnal offense in anything I said but I pray, Lord, it'd touch our heart. I pray, uh, Lord, it'd bring insight, uh, bring revelation to us. And I pray it'd be thought provoking today. And I know it'd be fruitful to our spirit, uh, but to our soulmen, I, I pray, Lord, it would bring about change, or or even uh, thought provoking in the sense that we'd start taking, uh, uh, you know, just a look at our life and and, and look around and assess. Uh, where we're at, why we're here, what we can do better in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Well, God bless you once again. Richard Summerlin with Richard Summerlin Ministries. Uh, please reach out to me. Let me know uh, these messages and these podcasts are helping you. Share them, invite someone, and also bring someone to church here at New Way Church uh, and, and you know, and introduce them to your, to your family, your heavenly you know, church family, and to your heavenly Father more so. Amen. Well, once again, God bless you. I'll see you on the podcast next week, uh, Tuesday morning.